Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman, Christy Elling. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. You know, we're doing something different here in the gardens today. We're actually going to Facebook Live so that my uh, Facebook people can see me live um, doing the radio show. So if you're one of those people on Facebook with me, go ahead and go to live and you can watch me um, talking to the mic and actually see that I'm a real person and you can see the room that I work with and um, the healing room that I have here um, at the Mosaic Healing Gardens. So um, if you're not, you're welcome to go look at Christy Ellen, Christy Peterson, I guess that's what you do, look at Christy Peterson on Facebook, it's been so long since I went in there, but go to Christy Peterson on Facebook, or the Mosaic Healing Gardens, there's two sites there, and then you can um, see us Facebook Live today. So today we're going to be talking about the Ancestral Matrix, and my question to you today is, do you ever feel that, like inside, that you can't explain everything that you're feeling? If you have these feelings that there's something going on, but you can't explain it, and you keep having these same routines and patterns that you're following over and over again, but you can't understand why. And what if you had someone that could answer these questions for you? And today, when um, after the break, we'll have my guest, and he's going to do just that, the family matrix. And I actually got involved in the family matrix because I had some patterns that were running in my life. And um, as these patterns were showing up, I wanted to find out why I was behaving a certain way. And it didn't make any sense because I hadn't really um, been raised around this certain pattern that no one shows up for me or no one is there. But yet I was running this and it was happening over and over in my life. So I needed to look at what was happening with that. I've done a lot of work on myself over the last 15 years. Um, Done a lot of programs and been in the shaman work for 20 years now. And all of that... Um, has an impact on how I am developing as a person. And I had come to this place that I thought I had everything figured out and all of a sudden a new experience came into my life. And as we've talked about, experiences happen, stories are created around those experiences and then we have a belief. And this experience just happened this summer, so it's very real and, and very, actually, when I say raw. And um, I thought that I had this confidence that I had built and then all of a sudden I had this feeling of the shadow confidence that came about from a couple experiences. Um, I was introduced to the radio, which was an amazing new thing. My dad was passing. Um, my boyfriend had broken up with me um, and all of this was happening at the same time and I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to be real excited about the radio, but at the same time I felt this depression I almost felt like I didn't deserve all the good things that had been happening. And we have these shifts in life. Dr. Wayne Dyer's talked about this shift. And when you have a shift, you kind of remember the time and the day of that shift. Well, I believe there's several shifts. And one of, one of the shifts I'm going to talk about is the one that happened just recently this summer. When I went into this kind of dark night of the soul, trying to figure out how to, um, 
find joy when all of these things were happening. Some of them were joyful, some of them were not. But there was a lot of good things happening. I became part of the Jack Canfield group and doing Quantum Leap. And I had people believing in me. And it took me until just a month ago when all of a sudden I felt that shift. And I felt grounded. I was sitting in a group of people from Quantum Leap and looking around and going, I belong here. I belong here. I'm a very intelligent woman and I belong in this group of of CEOs and people that have actually graduated from Harvard and Vail and and Yale, excuse me, Yale. And and I felt like I fit in. So that's when the shift happened. And it came about from a lot of work I've done in the past, but it came about 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 this ancestral matrix, which I just barely did this last month. I had Brian Benson, who's going to, he's been on the show before and going to come on the show again today, talk about this matrix, help me go through it. And I want to share with you, this is kind of an intimate and personal thing, but I want to share with you what happened in my matrix and what I found out. Because I had this continual belief in my mind that I wasn't good enough, that nobody was there for me, and that men certainly did not show up for me. And that's what I kept bringing into my life. So if you're running some certain beliefs in your life and you see that you're repeating these things over and over again, that you're drawing in the same people. And I was. I was drawing men that weren't showing up for me. Um, and people in my life weren't understanding me. And because I didn't feel worthy, they weren't treating me. And that's what you hear is what I'm saying here. Because I didn't feel worthy, they weren't treating me as if I were worthy. So what you put out to the world is what comes back to you. And I knew this, and I had a lot of training around it. And so I talked to my friend Brian about what was going on with my dad's death and how it brought up so much for me. And we decided to do this family matrix. It's an ancestral matrix. And what happened is I got to step into the energy of my dad. Now, my dad and I didn't get along really well because I didn't believe in the same faith that he did, and that caused some conflict. So when he passed, it, it wasn't, we didn't actually resolve the conflict when he passed. So when I got to step into his shoes, I got to be able to feel what it was like to be my dad. And that brought up my looking at where he'd come from. Um, my dad had um, lost a son on Christmas Day. Um, I was three years old. My brother was 18 months old. And we were driving to a family party, and we had a head-on collision. And my brother died. And my dad could not really associate or connect with people after that, which made perfect sense. I can't even imagine what it felt like to lose a child. And so he had this kind of disconnection. And when I stepped into his footsteps, I couldn't, it's not even about forgiving. I was able to understand where my dad was coming from and have compassion. And I looked at his life and I could feel the energy of how much he wanted to do things. But every time he tried to do something, it didn't quite turn out the way he wanted. And that discouragement of not quite getting what he wanted and having things turn out for him was passed on to me. And then I stepped into his father's shoes. And my, my grandfather um, my grandfather had to drop out of school at 13 to, to provide for his family. Um, his father hung himself when he was eight years old, and my grandfather found him. So he had that part coming into it. And my grandfather went to work for the railroad. And um, when he, early on his marriage, his uh, mother-in-law had passed away. My grandmother's across the street taking care of, of, um, of her mother's needs for the burial. And my 
aunt wandered out in the road and was hit by a car and killed. So here you have this ancestor. My father had lost a child. My grandfather had lost a child. And neither one of them felt worthy. And my grandfather's mother then married seven other men who I was told were very abusive to her children and she divorced them. So here my grandmother didn't have a man that really supported her. And my grandfather had all that tragedy in his life that he passed on to my dad, which is coming on to me. And the reason I'm sharing this is I want you to look at what this pattern did and how I was recreating that in my own life, because this is what happens in your lives as well. If you can go back and look. I, I, I grew up in a religious faith that studied our, um, the genealogy line, so I got stories, and I could, hear the, I could read these stories and, and tell you. So then I got to step into my mother's shoes. My mother's shoes were next, and as I stepped, and you literally step into these footprints, and as I stepped into my mother's line and looked at where she had come from, I remembered the stories of my um, my grandmother, my great-grandmother. I actually got to meet her, Annie Anderson. She uh, was written up in the Desert News at the age of 100, I believe, and three years old. Um, she was in my life until I was eight. And in her line, she had traveled across from Missouri to Utah pushing a handcart. And on the way here, she lost both of her parents. And she had to bring that handcart across, and she was 13 years old. So there my grandfather is around the same age, she was around the same age, 13 years old. So at 13, she brought a handcart across, buried both of her parents. Her mother died giving birth. The baby then died. She had two siblings that she brought across. She talked about stories of how they wanted to leave her on the way across the plains because she couldn't keep up with the group. But she, she made it so that she could. And not only did she have to keep up with the group, but she had to prove that she wasn't a liability to the group. So she walked the whole way, and then she got here, and then she was, um, she was put into a polygamy marriage to help support for her brother and sister. Um, she got married really young, uh, I think it was just 15 years old, 16, to a man who didn't like her because she was too independent, because of probably her independence of coming across the plains, but he didn't get along with her, so he put her seven miles away out in what, a different part of the town, and she had to walk that seven miles every day crossing the Jordan River with her two children in order to do laundry for someone to make money to support her children. And I, I get a little teary, so I, I apologize, but I'm not really going to because these people are who I am and the ancestor line. So there's my grandmother having no man to support her and her thoughts about that. And then you come in to that, bringing in into my life, and then my mother losing a child, my father losing a child, and my feeling like they weren't there emotionally for me. And when I got to step into their energy, I could, I could actually feel I got to step into my grandmother's energy, my great-grandfather's energy. And then I got to step into the male line of my, my dad's mother. And, and they were, there was a lot of alcoholism, and the men died young. And I got to also feel, not only did I feel I could understand why the women didn't feel supported and why I didn't feel supported and couldn't feel like I could trust a man, but what I wanted to know more is what, how those men felt, how the men felt and why they couldn't support him and to understand and have some compassion for that. And when I was to step into their energy, I felt the overwhelming feeling, and I'm going to tell you it was feeling because it was definitely schematic energy work. I felt the overwhelming feeling that I couldn't, that they didn't feel like they could measure up. 
that no matter what they did, it wasn't good enough for the women in their life. So you had those two sides going. And so now I had this awareness that when I was 13 years old, my grandfather 13, having to support the family, my grandmother, great-grandmother, the other side 13 from two different sides coming in, bringing her, her, her uh, uh, walking the plains and coming into Utah. And then when I looked at my life when I was 13, my dad uprooted us and moved us um, over an hour and a half away from my grandmother and our close-knit family. We were very, very close. And so they, um, they had to uproot us and move us from, from that place because he felt like it would be better to be in another place, another um, place to, um, to, to raise us. And that, up, that uplifting of not being able to be connected there and my grandfather's and grandmother's not connection made it so that I felt disconnected to people in my life too. So that pattern goes on to the ages and it follows up along, back and forth along both lines about the ages and what goes on in your life throughout those ages that are going to change where you are right now. And Brian Benson, who is going to be my guest today, is going to help us understand how that matrix works. So we're going to take a break now. And when we come back from that break, we will then bring on my guest, Brian Benson. Thank you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to Mosaic Gardens. This is Christy Allen. Like I said, we're doing something different today. We're actually going um, Facebook Live with this as well. Um, I also wanted to mention before I bring the guest on that, um, you know, my new uh, mission statement here, what I'm doing here, why I'm here, the reason I'm on the radio is because I want, I believe in your possibilities and I want you to be able to believe in your possibilities as well. And we are creating art with our lives from the shattered pieces of our lives, putting it back together into beautiful mosaic art. And that's what we do here at the Mosaic Healing Gardens. And that's what we do here on the radio. And I also want you to go to Christy Ellen, K-R-I-S-T-I-E-L-L-E-N.com. So ChristyEllen.com. Go in there and look at my coaching packages and sign up for one of those coaching packages for 2017 you go in there and i'm going to help you create all possibilities in your life so go in there and sign up for one of the coaching packages or one of the shaman healing journeys this will change your life as well so i want to make sure that you know about that go in there i also want to say a thank you because i was going to do this at the beginning i want to say thank you to my listeners you guys are the reason i'm here on the radio and i'm so grateful for that and I've got a really great listening audience in Germany, and I want to thank all those from Germany that, that tune in every day and listen. I mean, you're, you're my biggest followers right now, and then right behind you is Italy, and I want to thank the Italians for listening as well. It's so great to know that I'm in 21 different countries and that people can listen. And those here in the United States, Palm Springs, Los Angeles, and Rupert, Idaho, are really important listeners. And I want to thank you for being the big listeners you are and, and tuning in every week with me. Um, I, it, it makes this all possible. And now I would like to introduce to you the person who introduced me to the Ancestral Matrix. Um, Brian Benson has many talents. He's uh, got this ability to actually heal with his hands. And when he puts his hands on you, the energy that comes through them is very powerful and very strong. And I'm glad to see he's finally understanding that. He's just knowing how powerful he is right now. And he's a dear friend of mine. So, Brian Benson, welcome to the Mosaic Healing Gardens. Thank you, Christy. It's a pleasure to be here. And may I just say it's uh, amazing your courage to be able to share that kind of information publicly like this so hard for people to do that, even in this session with me, let alone bring it out. And so I just can't say enough how glad I am that you're bringing this out. Well, I think that when we bring light to anything and it's dark, it uh, brings light into the room. And if I can help people in their lives know that that we've been there. You've been there. I've been there. So many of my guests, everyone that comes on the show has been there. And then we totally understand want to walk the path with them. Yes, and it's certainly been a big part of my healing. Um, I, I share a very similar experience to you, and so if we get a chance to share that, I'd be happy to do that as well. Yes, we, I do want to talk about that. First of all, let's start with telling my audience um, what is the ancestral matrix so they can understand it a bit. 
Well, let me um, let me just explain that my training was with Mark Wolin, and he recently came out with a book called It Didn't Start With You, and that introduced me to looking at identifying what your core language is. What are the things that you continually think about under a lot of different circumstances, especially stressful ones? Uh, what are your beliefs, like core beliefs, the world is, men are, women are, relationships are, fill in those blanks, and you get that idea, as well as looking at things like, what kind of movie scenes do you struggle with? And then you take that and you start looking at your genealogy, and what were the experiences of your ancestors? And... Do your thoughts, do your language, does your approach to life fit any of their real life experiences? And that's kind of where it starts. And then you can say, okay, from a genetic point of view, these people actually live this, and so those belief systems would very much fit their experience. And so on a genetic level, they would pass that down as a survival mechanism. Really no different than coding in hearing a snap of the of a twig and a and the lion jumping out at you if you survive that you pass those kinds of traits along and uh, it to, is to the benefit in this case oftentimes we're reliving patterns that don't serve us very well because the circumstances aren't the same and identifying that link between your your past and your language and your approach to life is the beginning of it. Identifying the link to the language and of your past and your ancestral line. I'm kind of repeating a little bit because we are doing this um, live. But so core issues. Did I get that right? Core issues. Yeah. Core um, language. Mm-hmm. Core language will fit into your ancestors' life experiences. That they your core issues you're having, your ancestors' life experiences will match up. Very often, that's kind of what you're looking for is a pattern, just like uh, in your introduction, the age 13 was very significant. There was a, a major loss in your grandfather's life. There was major difficulty in your great-grandmother's life. And then it repeated in your life. For some reason, your dad created an atmosphere where you would then experience that same kind of feeling and it would repeat and they seem so coincidental and yet they're so tied together they're so similar in how you would respond to the world and when you are able to recognize that these patterns are habitual and perhaps even passed down genetically it changes the way that you can you approach resolving them and shifting the way your genetics are um, presenting themselves. So you follow these patterns um, to find out a way to to either break the patterns, heal the patterns, what would you call it, and how do you do that? It's really a healing. A healing, um, okay. I, I, also, I also see that every everything that we struggle with, all of these seemingly really difficult emotions that we struggle with are really a survival mechanism. They're trying to protect you from something. They're trying to protect you from heartache of being hurt. And yet, in reality, 
when we treat them as though they are the enemy and we push them away, then you're getting into the what you resist persists. And instead of seeing these as enemies, you, you step into your great-grandparents' experience and you say, oh, well, that was the only way, given their circumstance, they could have dealt with this and survived. Well, that kind of makes sense if I was them. And that shifts your experience from, oh, this isn't just who I am. It's who they were. And essentially, then you have an opportunity then to choose whether you're going to continue this pattern because it serves you, or maybe there's another way I can, I can deal with these. What would be the other way? So part of it, like in your experience, when you stood in your uh, great-grandmother's and you felt what it was like to be 13-year-old, pushing a handcart, you've lost your parents, everybody wants to abandon you. You understand, the only thing she had to do was was to kind of shut down and just make the best of it. And then when you recognize that, you can, you can say, you know what, I have lots of resources. And I am not a 13-year-old girl pushing a handcart across the plains with very few choices. I am an intelligent woman with lots of opportunities and resources and and instead of feeling afraid of being abandoned um, in relationships or I'm going to recognize that's an old pattern and I'm going to let that go. So identifying the pattern helps in being able to let it go, to be able to identify the pattern. Absolutely. And from my postural alignment work with the Agoscu method, you you can recognize that those emotional patterns create physical tension and patterns of posture. And often when you can tie, oh, this is what it must have felt like to be 13, my great-grandmother, then, oh, I feel that same tension in my gut. And that's another genetic pattern. And then you simply ask yourself, could I let go of a little of that tension? Would I let go of a little of that tension? And would right now be an okay time? And okay. interestingly enough, a lot of that tension will resolve because now the mind has a, oh, I know where this came from. I know what the effect was. And I can release this and look at the world a different way. So you just hit on a few points. I want you to go back and and um, talk about, just make sure you repeat that. There were three things that you said you could ask yourself when you're having this, um, we were talking about the gut hurting, just yes. having this um, experience inside. Because this brought me into my next question is, is there a common thread that you see in a connection to the healing the body and the family patterns? And you just said three points that you could ask yourself. Would you repeat those again? Absolutely. So the three points are, could I release some of this tension? Would I release some of this tension? And when would I like to release some of this tension? In your and, own experience, Brian, when you were asking yourself these, because you, you had an experience here that I want you to talk about, that you got to ask yourself, could I release, would I release, when, you know, when will I release? Mm-hmm. 
tell me about your experience when you had um, those questions come up for you. Um, so, uh, gosh, they come up so many, so many different times. Um, for me specifically, it was related around reliving some events in my life that seemed very, very traumatic, very disheartening uh, feelings of abandonment. And when I went back in and I, I felt what it was like in my own life to be in that place, um, simply then shifting from the thought into the at reaction in the body and asking those questions and releasing the tension in the body tends to disconnect that from the power of the thought creating that tension. And in essence, we realize the thought isn't necessarily the cause of the sensations that we want to get rid of. It's our body's natural reaction to the thought. And when we uncouple those two, the mind brightens up and discovers all kinds of new things. Do you feel that the abandonment issue is common in most people um, because it seems to show up a lot? Is, is that a common thing you see with your clients? It's absolutely common. In fact, with uh, Mark Wallen's training, um, he said over and over and over you'll find people who have some sort of a break in the bond with their mother. And often the mother, it, it, they had a break in the bond with their mother. And it goes back and back and back, similar to your pattern. And that is essentially a base piece that with this work when you step into the shoes of your mother and you experience what her life was like under her circumstances you realize the way she saw you and the way she related to you wasn't your fault necessarily you see it was more if I'd have been in those conditions yeah, I can see how that might be how I would relate to my daughter or my son. And it shifts your connection with them, their, your bond with a parent. So when and you did the matrix. that amazing, amazingly healing in and okay. of itself. And when you started to do the matrix, did you see any changes in the relationship you have with um, the, 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 your parent, the, your mother is still alive or yes. any of your family members that are still here on the, in the earth? Absolutely. And what were those changes? Uh, and it was very interesting because it disconnected my body response, the tension that I held when I was in their presence. And it didn't change who they were or who I was, but it changed how I reacted. And the relationship became um, much softer, much more connected, much less um, kind of guarded. Um, which softened my body even more. So the relationship changed because of you or because of them? Did they change or did you change? I changed. Yeah. I I have to say that I've noticed what's happened in the last month is it's hard to put into words. I feel more complete and whole. I feel connected to myself I feel confidence that I haven't had, but it's more than confidence. It's this this wholeness that I've united myself. I remember having a conversation just recently with um, some other people in my life that 
I'm getting to meet her, the woman who is this intelligent being who came to this world to the energy of this woman who came to change the world and create amazing things. I'm meeting her. And I, I was saying not very long ago, I'd like to meet her. And now I'm meeting her. And not only am I meeting her, we're merging. We're merging. My essence of who I am and that essence of completion and wholeness that knows I'm here and I belong is merging. And that came from from several things, in it, but it also came from this matrix that we did. Um, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your own matrix that you did. Your, uh, okay. And and that experience that you're talking about is the is the exactly what we would be expecting to see with this kind of work, and you're uh, you're talking about what happened when you were out with Jack Canfield last week, and how vibrant everything was is exactly the difference between a life that feels like a break in the bond with the mother there's there's less connection versus oh i understand what you were going through and i don't need to forgive you but i understand it and now i now i can go forward without feeling this shame or guilt which it was my experience because when i looked at my core language when i first started working with mark um if i looked at my deepest depression these were the key things in my core language. I'm drowning. There's a boatload of people, and they're all shouting at me, telling me I should have known better, and it's all my fault, and and that essentially I knew that I was going to be on my own, I was going to be left for dead, and that no amount of money was going to help me. Um, and that I kept waiting for somebody to come save me. It was like I was paralyzed to move and, and help myself. I kept waiting. So as I went through my matrix, went through back through the genealogy, I found a great-great-grandfather on my mom's side. And at 26 years old, he went to the gold rush in California uh, in 1849 and made a pretty good fortune got on a ship to come back to the East Coast, around the Horn, I believe, and contracted measles. And the, sh- the crew and the captain divided up all of his belongings and then put him in a rowboat and took him to the shore and left him for dead. And it was only because native Indians or natives found him and nursed him back to health that he actually survived that experience. So that was all at at the age of 26, which happened to be the same age I was when I experienced a grand mal seizure out of the blue for no apparent reason. So I start putting that together and I say, well, his experience was he was on a boat. He felt like he was going to get left for dead. No amount of money was going to help because obviously they took all of his money and left him anyway. And in his condition, he literally was helpless to do anything for himself and needed somebody to find him and nurse him back to health. And when I realized that all of that, his experience would be passed down to me genetically saying, you know, be wary if you're ever on a ship, be wary, you know, people are going to leave you for dead. That was kind of like the life I had been living for as long as I could remember. And when I released that, 
I was like, oh, I'm not in that situation anymore. And now I move forward through life much easier without those fears running in the background in my subconscious all the time because so I've being, brought them forward. Being able to understand that and and know um, why you were feeling that way, what did, what did it do for you? Because I know that you're talking about how you made the changes, but just being able to understand why we have the patterns we do, I would think would free, would free up so much of the mind. It, it does, and it calms the amygdala of the brain, which is always trying to figure out, what, what am I supposed to be afraid of? What's the problem? And so that I can avoid it in the future. And physiologically, when we understand that when we have that background fear running, we have a little more adrenaline up in our system, which means that the frontal um, lobes and the cortex of the brain, which are kind of the bigger picture problem-solving parts, are offline Mm -hmm. so that we live more in a survivalistic brain that's trying to keep things the way they are because we know how to deal with it and we're not going to venture out. And when you release that background fear, the adrenaline levels go down, the frontal lobe comes online, and all of a sudden you're, you're solving problems that seemed unsolvable in the past. And these answers just are coming so much easier. And it's all because of the change in the adrenal system and also, when you, when you look at it from a posture perspective, the adrenaline going up actually tightens all of your startle reflex muscles, which creates some of that chronic tension. And you release, you lower the adrenaline, then you start moving a little more, and you release that tension, and the body begins to feel like it's more alive and lighter and vibrant. And it begins to shift from craving the sugars and the quick energy to more sustainable proteins. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of my release mechanisms, I've, I've lost um, six or seven pounds within a couple of weeks without changing anything except recognizing where the tension was in my body, what it might be related to, and then simply asking those questions. Could I, would I, and when would I like to release this tension? Again, the could I, would I, and when. Um, yeah, I've noticed in my own life that I, I'm, not, I'm not really eating or drinking the, the things I was drinking or eating. And not only that, that I get up at 7 o'clock. And now if anyone knew me, they'd know that I'm, I'm, I, I remember I was always five more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just give me five more minutes to sleep. Yeah. Now I wake up at 7 and I'm ready to go. And I, you know, I used to stay up really late at night and sleep in until maybe 9 or 10. And mm-hmm. now I'm up at 7. I'm ready to go to bed by about 10.30. It's, it's, it's not something I consciously said I'm going to start doing this. It's just all of a sudden I desired to do it. And it, it's not even that I'm eating differently or, or feeling more calm about life because I have to tell myself to do that. That was how, that's probably the difference. In the beginning, I was telling myself, telling myself, okay, I'm going to be calmer. Okay, I'm going to do this. Now, all of a sudden, I desire to be it, and it just happens. And that seems to be a common theme through everybody I've been working with lately since I, since I added this work 
is that all of these things that we had to will ourselves to do and were such a struggle day to day are just happening naturally with very little effort. And that's the difference between a body that feels comfortable and relaxed in its environment and one that is running with these themes of there's something I need to be afraid of in the background. And I'd like to add one thing. The um, If you want to really take the could I, would I, and when further, I would encourage all of the listeners to look into a book called The Sedona Method. And that is where that comes from. Um, and I was introduced to it uh, somewhat through Mark Wolin and then again through Alison Armstrong's work um, on understanding relationships. Um, so yeah, I, I really want to give credit there. Okay, great. Um, and I also want you to tell them where they can find out more about you and, and go have this work done. Yeah, so um, my, my business name is Alignment Works. And I'm in Grand Junction, Colorado. And if you go to alignmentworks2.abmp.com, and it's a number two, so alignmentworks2 at abmp.com, you'll find my website, uh, which needs a lot of work, by the way. So just get on there and shoot me an email. And, and um, the email is alignmentworks2 at gmail.com. And, and Lime uh, at Works yeah. too. Lime at Works too at gmail.com and repeat that for people that are looking at Facebook Live. Yeah. So, um, so. I, one thing I wanted to talk about before, and we are coming to the end, but um, you said something earlier about understanding when you can understand the person that maybe has not treated you the best. And some people have really had more of that to deal with than others. But when you can understand, where they're coming from. You didn't say we had to forgive them. That is, um, that's correct. What, what we found is that if you forgive somebody who was in, okay, so if you're looking at the experience of your great-grandmother and she's a 13-year-old girl and she's fighting for her life and she has to take care of her siblings and she's kind of checked out, and she's feeling a little emotionless, and she's struggling with life. Do you really forgive a, a woman like that for not being there for you? Well, it's easy to forgive her because she was a child. It would be way easier to forgive her if you understood what she was going through. Because yeah. what you experienced, what what her siblings or her children experienced wasn't their fault, but it wasn't really her fault either. And so you ask yourself, is there really anything to forgive as much as there is to have compassion for an understanding? And it's the understanding that seems to have so much more power to free your fear system than forgiveness alone. And... That's one of those experiences that until I actually experienced it for myself, I had a lot of doubt about it. But when you're led through that and you're guided through an experience like that, you're going, whoa, if I thought forgiveness helped me, understanding is 
10 times as powerful as well, maybe the it, you it could have. lead the understanding could also lead to the forgiveness because once you understand someone you you bring them down to a level where they're not separate from you and you're not yes. seeing them like you said as the enemy because it's not ever, and I want to be clear to my to people that are listening, we're not saying that the behavior that someone did to you, if they abused you, was okay. Correct. We're saying if you can understand where they came from as a child or what they had been through. I remember Louise say, Hay saying, because uh, she went through physical abuse as well, saying that, that once I got to understand my family and what they went through, I could see why they behaved the way they did. And you know, and, and, and there is some there are some things I'm not going to bring up tons of questions we get a whole program about because well, let's uh, hope so. at, at, yeah, at the same time, yeah, the questions are great. I'm glad we put them out there and people can start thinking because at, at the same the same time as saying that that there there was an abuse, and you could understand it doesn't make that abuse okay. It does have this other element that comes into it. Um, you know, I wasn't the I wasn't a perfect mom, but I was a much better parent. Um, even though I'd gone through abuse, because I looked at that and went, I'm not going to be that. But some people can get caught into it. So that's a whole other thing of how the mind works with that. But I like the idea that we can understand and then through that understanding, maybe have forgiveness. I I have another question I'd like to ask before we we end here. And that is because I I was explaining this process to some people and telling them how it changed. And actually, people asked me why I'm different. I mean, people around me can see the difference. And I was explaining to him the process we did, and somebody said, well, I don't know the stories. You had some sort of ancestral thing, because we did a lot of journaling in, 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 in the religion I was in, the Mormon church. They did a lot of journaling. There's a lot of big ge- ge- um, geology, uh, what do I say? Ge- oh, my gosh, help genealogy, me. Genealogy, yeah. Genealogy part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my brain was like, whoop. Genealogy part. So if they don't know the stories, how do they know how to understand. That's where you go into the life circumstances. You look at the repeating patterns that's happened in their lives. And this is, this is really common with um, orphans or didn't know your parents kind of thing. Um, and essentially, all you really need to do is go into what happens in your life in those circumstances Begin to feel in and notice the reaction in the body and then work with the reaction in the body to release that because the story is all there. What do you mean by the story is all there? So the genetic code carries the the survival mechanisms um, and certainly if you don't know any of your story, there's something highly likely that your parents passed down to you that created a situation where they felt like they couldn't take care of you or had to give you up or didn't want you, those kinds of things. That will be carried down, passed down through the genetics. And then you can you can watch a movie scene, let's say, where a baby is abandoned, and you can say, what kind of visceral experience are you having in your body right now? Where is it? And how active is it? And then ask those questions and work with it. Could we release the visceral response in the body, the sensation? And it brings you to a point then where you can see the event on the TV, the movie scene, 
and yet your body doesn't react as though, oh my God, it's happening again, which is a survival mechanism. And that releases those patterns of tension, which essentially is what we want to work with. And it shifts the genetic, the way the genetics are being uh, expressed in our bodies. Sounds to me a little bit like shaman illumination. illumination. We do an illumination as a shaman that we go in and go into the movie scene and we actually uh, release it through the energetic body. I like that there's so many paths that all go up to the same part of the mountain. Everyone has a little bit of a different twist on on the same thing. What I really like a lot is how you've taken and combined your two, three different talents and gifts that you've been um, gifted with into a new process that you're putting together. Where do you see that going? Um, Right now, I'm more interested in, in reaching a broader range. And as powerful as it is for me to do body work with my hands, it limits the number of people. But... The combination of the Agoscu method posture alignment and this work with what's the core language, what's the connection in the in the uh, genealogical line has me fascinated and I can do so much more of that online via um, Zoom or Skype and you know those kinds of um, those kinds of modalities. That's kind of where I'm headed for a period of time. Eventually I intend to put together retreats where we bring in, say, 20 people. We do the Egoscue posture alignment assessment. We, we find out where the tension is in the body. We do these release mechanisms. We go back and see how the body's changed. We go back and forth like that. And so you certainly can be watching for those to be put together because essentially the body's posture can feed back into feeling unsafe. If the startle reflex in the body isn't released, it sends a signal that says, look for danger. And many of us have been stuck in a startle reflex most of our lives because of the genetic genetics passed down, mm-hmm. that there's so much benefit in combining these that you can release the posture, align the posture, and let go of the belief systems at the same time. So I wanted, I wanted to point out, too, that you said that you can do distance healing through Skype, Zoom. It's an amazing world we live in that we can reach out all over the world um, through these different um, gifted. They're, they're actually, I've just started to see them as gifts, electronics, and um, the ability to reach out. So, Brian, I want to thank you very much for, for being here and for sharing with us. Um, and... There is there is the ability to do this with distant healing. There's also a great benefit in actually being able to go see Brian. So if you could sit with him one-on-one because I, I want to hang on to that fact because I really like that he has this healing in his hands and have work done with him is pretty amazing. So, Brian, thank you. You're welcome, Christy. Thank you so much. Yeah, and keep going out and sharing all that you're doing and um, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. So we have a few minutes left today, and I want to do a meditation. And I also want to say Merry Christmas to all of my listeners because Christmas is just coming up up here in a couple of days. And um, I also wanted to point out those people in Germany that I would love more than anything to come over there. So if you would send me an email, 
let me know where there's a venue to come. I'll come over there and meet you personally, bring my trans, uh, transformational coaching, bring my transformational coaching over there and help you change your thinking and change your life. That's the new program I'm putting together. It'll be um, taking it on the road to different places, change your thinking, change your life. And you can actually meet me one-on-one. I will come to Germany. I would come to Palm Springs. I would come to Italy. I'm going to be traveling all over the place. So, so many of you have been reaching out and listening to me. I would love more than anything to come and meet you in person, shake your hand and talk with you. So, we'll be putting that together here soon. And like I said, let me know if you have an interest for me to come to your town and talk to you about changing your thinking and changing your life with the transformational coaching that I'm doing. I want to take this time now to also encourage you and ask you to um, look and believe in yourself. Believe in your possibilities. Believe in your possibilities because we can create beauty with our lives, taking those shattered pieces and putting them back together. Go to christyellen.com. And look into what I'm doing and see the programs there. So now, take and sit back in your chair. Put your feet on the ground. Just connecting with the earth. With your breath. Breathing into the core of your body. All that beautiful energy that's coming from Pachimama, the great mother of the earth. And on your release, let it go back into the earth. Bringing energy up with your breath and releasing it down into the earth. Now, open up the crown of your head and bring that white light of energetic love into your heart. Exhaling it out. Breathing that white light and love into your heart. Open the window of all possibilities. See what the year can look like for you for 2017. What was your vision that we started with eight months ago? Where are your steps taking you towards that? If you haven't got your vision yet, open the window. Look and see. What does it look like? What would your life be like if you believed in all the possibilities that are open to you? Now take yourself and step into that for a moment. Step through the window. Step into that place of unlimited possibilities. The place that I know that you belong the place where I'm residing the place of unlimited possibilities what does it feel like to be in this place what does it smell like what are the tastes that are there and the sounds what kind of joy is flowing through your system that wants to be in this moment the excitement Allow yourself to be excited about this future, knowing that it is yours, and all you have to do is take a step towards it. You don't have to jump into it, take, you don't have to run into it. You just take one step. Each step we take together here on the Mosaic Healing Gardens leads you towards that. Each step, step I take with you as my client at christyallen.com will lead you towards that. Just keep stepping towards that. Now breathe that in. Take it to your heart. Put your hand there, tap your heart, everything is okay, I'm okay, everything is okay. Join me this year at christyellen.com and let's make it the most incredible year of your life. Change your thinking, change your life. Until next week, 
I say namaste. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because we are here in the gardens. And thank you so much for listening to the Mosaic Shaman at Welcome to Mosaic Gardens with Christy Allen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 